0: Hey, I'm Brenda. She hurt. Uh
1: hey, I'm Austin.
0: And this is Secret, Secret History, History of, of Nerd, Nerd Mysteries. Mysteries. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Secret Histories. Nope, what is it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you're not allowed to get it right ever. I guess we're, we're this is Secret History of Nerd Mysteries.
0: Oh, I did have it right.
1: <laughs> you did have it right. You were oh. so you were so worried from last week.
0: I know because I got it wrong both times, including the time at the end where I said that I got it right. I did not get it right. I got it wrong again. <laughs> If it's if that's possible, I did it. So this is episode three. I'm Brenda.
1: Um, I'm and who Austin.
0: Are you, who are you? Yeah, you're Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and we are your hosts this week and forever. So yeah, <laughs> get used to it.
1: If it's ever not us, I I don't. I mean, we have like two episodes now. I think we can sue someone if they took our name. I don't know how that works. Oh yeah. Not that we have any. <laughs> we don't have like money to sue them with we don't get we're not being paid to make this podcast but we can be like hey that's our not money
0: we can just like turn the guilt of the internet against someone so we can be like hey listen here so and so stole our thing and then like let's just let the internet devour them
1: all like 20 (laughs) other people that listen to this podcast yeah someone texted me about our podcast if we had any social and they abbreviated the podcast and i didn't know what they were talking about and i felt very (laughs) embarrassed they were like hey does s-h-o-m have social and i like was googling it and i was on like urban dictionaries like am i old what are they talking about they're like your podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) your podcast the one that you made (laughs) goodness well, yeah. So uh, how's the weather in Grand Rapids? Because here it's like very stormy. I will say right now, so everyone's aware, there's no thunder right now, but there has been thunder. And if I'm editing, I'll try to like edit that out. But, you know, nature, I can't guarantee I can get it all. So Nature's I'll here. put a warning in the description if any thunder is in the final product.
1: Um, It's same here. Some rain, some thunder. Mm some lightning which you won't hear in the audio ever that's which is good
0: yeah we haven't gotten any lightning just some rain and it's kind of sprinkling and my parents are like super stir crazy because it's dark and rainy outside but i am thriving because it's like perfect weather to write something like there's no guilt that i'm not going outside (laughs) i can just sit down and like bang out a script and just absolutely no guilt that i should have been outside (laughs)
1: Yeah, I it's it's okay. It the hardest part I have is like our house is very. It's so our house gets good light and sun and sunny weather, but otherwise it's very dark. Like mm-hmm. the sun will. We live at the bottom of a hill, and the sun will like crest over the hill at you know, like seven, seven thirty, and so it feels like nighttime on our part of the street, like in our house. And I always feel bad turning lights on, but I'm like, it's. I feel trapped
0: (laughs) yeah if it's too dark you're just like i need to turn i'm like that too i freak out if i'm in an environment that's too dark so like if it's like the daytime and but it's dark out Mm. and there's no lights on i'm just like we need to turn a light on we just need to turn a light on right now
1: (laughs) i I went to mammoth caves uh, this time last year for my uh anniversary my wedding anniversary and mammoth caves is it's a cave and it's real dark in there. Um but they have a bunch of lights. But they have this part of the tour where they want they like want you to experience the caves like when they first were finding them. So they have like a uh, they like turn off all the lights and they have like torches and junk. And you're oh, like, "Oh, okay. okay." And then they're like, "Now we want you to experience true darkness." And I was like, "Uh-oh."
0: <laughs> I don't want to experience that.
1: <laughs> they turn off the torch and they're like they're explaining how terrible it is basically like your eyes will never adjust to this there is no light anywhere this is true darkness you're probably feeling claustrophobic and i'm like yeah are you gonna kill us what is the point of this tour (laughs) do you just want
0: us to know what fear is because i know what fear is already (laughs) you don't have to show me
1: it felt like it felt like this guy was like you don't have fear in your heart now you will (laughs) now you understand (laughs)
0: I'm afraid of lots of things, and now a cave is one of them.
1: Yeah, I was like, this was a cool tour, and then you did this halfway through, and now you want me to hike another five miles out of it. I don't know if I trust you, man.
0: <laughs> this could be the end of me. <laughs> well, I don't have a clever segue into this week's topic, but I'm just going to come out and say it while uh, we're doing Disney Channel original movies.
1: Oh my god.
0: I was like trying to think of a topic, and I'm just like, what's something that me and Austin could just like talk about forever? And I was just
1: like, oh my god oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i'm i'm just so excited um i oh my god i'm so i'm starting up in a uh new twitch live play show on saturday and it's set in it's set in the summer of 1998 and i've been like deep deep neat like just neck deep and like okay what was on on disney because my my character is like a pop culture kid So I was like, I'm just neck deep in like, what was Disney playing in the summer of 1998? Because he's watching it. Oh, Brink came out around that time. Oh my god, is that when, that is when Brink came out. I just rewatched Brink for the third time since (laughs) Disney Plus came out last week. (laughs) Brink is so good. But I was really hoping that's the first thing we would get to talk, I, listen, if you've never seen the movie Brink, do yourself a treat, get someone's Disney Plus login, or subscribe to Disney Plus, or get like the week trial and just watch Brink.
0: So, one is your live play podcast going to be out by the time we post this on Monday? Yes. Or Twitchcast? It will. Nice. So we can make sure to link that down in the show notes. So if people want to go see that they or listen to it, I don't know what medium this we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, they can.
1: You sure can. I mean, you could. It's Twitch, so you could like, you could like have it on. That not have the video like i don't think you need to watch my face on roll 20 but uh <laughs> yeah i'm so oh my god brink should we tell people what brink is if they don't know the glory so of
0: brink we'll get to that first i want to talk about like the brief history of the decom And, like, its origin. So, don't worry. Brink's on in my notes. So, we're (laughs) going to talk about Brink. Okay. But first, I want to talk about the Disney Channel, which launched in um, April 18th of 1983. And it was a premium cable channel, which means it didn't have any commercials. So, like, all of its program was, like, 27 minutes long. And um, you had to pay, like, through the nose to get it. So, like, initially, most people didn't just have the Disney Channel. Wow. And there were also tons of what we know as DCOMs, way before um, Disney Channel became more widespread. So technically, the first DCOM is a movie called Tiger Town, which is about an aging Detroit Tigers baseball player. Oh. And it was filmed in Detroit. Have you ever heard of this, Austin? I have
1: not. I did not. Michigan has so many cool things we're tied to that that people just pretend never happened.
0: Yeah, it was filmed in Detroit. It had a theatrical run in Detroit. A Detroit native wrote this movie. Um, and it's, it's just really interesting because like, I've never heard of it up until doing research for this point. I've never seen it. It's not available on DVD. It's not on Disney plus, but it won like an award. It was like a big deal when it came out. And I guess in Detroit to some small extent, it still is. I found some articles about people just talking about the movie, like so, and so many years later after Tiger town, um, it was filmed like at the stadium when it was like pretty new, but yeah, technically that was the first DCOM. So it wasn't around um, until, like, 1991 when Disney made, like, the Disney Channel made the transition to basic cable. That's the Disney Channel that we know. Um, It kind of followed Nickelodeon's business model of, like, making entertainment that felt like it was designed by children. Mm -hmm. um, As opposed to, like, previously all, like, the Disney Channel original movies had been, like, very adult flicks. Like, kind of boring, haven't aged well, you know, nothing that people really have, like, any significant nostalgia for. It wasn't until 1997 when the first modern DCOM came out and that was Under Wraps which was about a bunch of kids who find a living mummy and they have to protect him. I I remember, <laughs> Do you that. remember that one. I remember
1: that one. That's like that's I remember that one very vividly. Um yeah, I can't I didn't I never knew that diz, I assumed it was like a premium channel. I know we didn't have my grandma had Disney but she lived on the corner from us so I would go over there to watch all my Disney stuff so mm-hmm. I know it wasn't like it wasn't a free channel like I understood that as a kid it was like a special one um but I don't I never knew it used to not have commercials because I think by the time it was like modern to us they were they were doing that they had commercials and junk
0: yeah that started in 1991 like around when it made the transition to mm-hmm. be like more basic cable. I remember even during that time, they were still kind of exclusive to like different like packages um satellite packages and they would do preview weeks so kind of like how hbo does now where they're like hey you can watch hbo this weekend and see what we've got Mm -hmm. um i remember that was like a big event because we could watch like gummy bears and my little pony and um that creepy winnie the pooh animatronic suit
1: show (laughs) oh yeah i remember um I guess I remember during that time, like, they had commercials, but their commercials felt more fun than the normal channel, quote-unquote, commercials. Like, they, I felt like a lot of the commercials were, like, bumpers for the other shows. And then every once in a while it will be, like, some toy. But it was a toy related to Disney still.
0: Yeah, and that's still something that Disney does. Disney XD doesn't do this. Disney XD has, like, proper commercials. But, like, the Disney channel still only has commercials for, like, Disney things. Um, music videos shows that they're airing Disney properties so they still don't do like the average commercial so you're not going to see like a life insurance plan commercial on the Disney (laughs) channel
1: (laughs) that was the weirdest thing like Cartoon Network would be like you'd have like a half day at school or a day off and you'd be watching Cartoon Network during the day and you're like this is so cool what do they play during the day it's a bunch of what they play during the night but you feel cool and they're like anyway AARP and I'm like what and looking back I'm like we're was it just like grandparents watching Cartoon Network because they missed their grandkids? Is that the is that the hook?
0: Well, for a while, like Cartoon Network would show like hanna Barbera stuff, like Looney or and Looney Tunes and Tom yeah. and Jerry during the day. So like I imagine it was like a lot of like older people who were just like, Oh, I remember watching this when I was a kid, that sort of thing. Yeah. And it was like really cheap to air endlessly forever. <laughs> In the early days, Cartoon Network was just like the Hanna Barbera Looney Tunes Tom and Jerry show. Yeah. Like it was just all that before there were uh, what's Cartoon Network's name for their cartoons? What uh, are cartoons?
1: Are they not just called cartoons there?
0: I feel like they have a name. I know, like, what was the name for like Nicktoons? That's yeah, an easy Nicktoons. one. I thought Cartoon Network had a name for their cartoons. But anyway, before they had all their own original programming, it was yeah. just all Hanna-Barbera reruns. <laughs> and then in later years, during the day, Cartoon Network showed Muppet Babies on an Not Muppet Babies. Looney Tune babies. That's what I meant.
1: Wait, was Muppet Babies Nickel- Nickelodeon?
0: Yeah, Muppet Babies was Nickelodeon during oh, the day. I always and, get um, confused. Muppet Babies has some quality. Looney Tune babies. No one tried. No one cared.
1: Well, it's weird because no Nickelodeon had Tiny Toons, which was like the Looney Tunes. Uh, like it was kind of like meant to be the same world as Looney Tunes because it was still Warner Brothers.
0: And the Looney Tunes were in it, but they were adults. They were like the teachers at the school where everyone went. So like Bugs Bunny was in Tiny Toons. That was just like a weird time for licensing, I think. Because yeah, Tiny Toons was on Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, it was, licensing was all, the 90s was like the wild west of licensing. People, these cartoon like companies and franchises and licenses were just going to whoever could pay them the most. Um, And I don't think they cared too much about branding and competition and that kind of thing like they were just like it was i don't want to say they didn't enjoy making it but i don't think it wasn't like uh how people may think of cartoons today is like an extension of like an art form it was definitely felt like a. I don't know like a it, this is fun and a way for me to make money
0: i think like kind of the change, like that shift in cartoons really started with like tiny tunes and animaniacs and um Batman the Animated Series. Oh, Those yeah. are the series that I would say like kind of started that shift to like where cartoons are more of an art form, as opposed to like something that can you know you just have to chuck out there and make a quick buck. Yeah, quick buck cartoons are always going to exist, but uh, it's really cool that that's a lot less common these days.
1: Yeah, I would I would totally agree. I mean, you can look at Batman the Animated the Animated Series and things that came out around it in response to. I mean, even back to. Uh, disney channel like without batman animated series you don't get darkwing duck and i don't think without darkwing duck and a few other duck based properties in the 90s we don't get the modern day uh duck Tales, which is an amazing cartoon
0: hey i think darkwing duck preceded batman didn't it did it okay one moment i'm gonna look this oh up.
1: my god
0: <laughs> i think i think it came out before
1: <laughs> oh my god
0: let me just double check. I could be wrong.
1: Because Darkwing Duck, I think, was... Yeah, Batman, Batman series, was it 92? Because I think Darkwing Duck was 91, maybe?
0: Darkwing Duck is 91. It's gonna be close. Doo-doo-doo. Oh. One moment. 92 for Batman. Um, So Batman copied Darkwing Duck. So.
1: Whoa. That's so... That's so bizarre. Cause I know. <laughs> you can, Darkwing Duck feels like it's like... Hey, you've you've seen Batman? What if it was a duck?
0: And like it, it still could be because it did come out after the live action movie when Batman was like kind of having a resurgence. So oh yeah, cause definitely was... Batman inspired.
1: Yeah. Wow, I'm I'm just that just blew because I in my head like a new Darkwing Duck was ninety one, and I just assumed Batman was like ninety or something because I know a lot of these cartoons like I felt like I grew up with they were actually pretty far into their run if not already done when I was watching reruns.
0: Yeah, it's like the original DuckTales came out in like the late '80s, and it's right. like, excuse me.
1: Yeah, it was part of the like uh, old Disney. I forget the name for the like. Oh, it was so called. They had some kind of name for their animated like two hours after school.
0: Oh, Disney Afternoon.
1: Oh, it was just called Disney Afternoon, of course.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, so it was like Disney Afternoon was DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Gummy Bears, Tailspin, Bonkers. Um,
1: Gargoyles. Yeah, Gargoyles in there. I'm
0: probably missing one, but those are the big ones.
1: Yeah, um, and I remember when they shifted to, it was called Chill remember chilling with the Villains?
0: Oh, I do. Was that a, that was a programming block on Toon
1: Disney? Maybe? I just remember, I remember I really liked the jingle.
0: <laughs> it was really good. I'm gonna look that jingle up, and I'm gonna post that. I'm pretty sure that was a, like, a programming block on toon disney or like a bumper that they showed on toon disney Toon disney could be its own thing because i was a major fan of like what toon disney was trying to do when it first came out
1: yeah disney had a they had so much i remember every time they announced like a new disney channel and just telling my grandma she needed to get the new disney channel (laughs) because i was a kid and had no concept of resources or money (laughs) that i was asking for
0: (laughs) toon disney was like a premium channel initially like at first and it was, like, not available on our current satellite. So I just remember, like, wanting to watch Toon Disney and just, like, longing and being, like, please. And then eventually it was, like, available and I just watched cartoons nonstop. Just endlessly. Now, back to DCOMs.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Oh, no worries. I mean, kind of, like, the point of this is that we're going to get a little off track. But I wrote a handy little guide to help keep me on, on track and make sure I say all of my interesting facts. Yeah, so DComs Under was technically the first one, but it really didn't start to um, pick up until Brink came out in 1998. So Underwraps did okay. Maybe kids don't like mummies as much as people thought. But Brink, which is a roller skating movie, is it roller rollerblading? Brink is R- rollers, yeah. isn't it? Oh my God, is Brink a skateboarding movie?
1: <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's rollerblading, like it's in, inline skating. I think oh, like that's right. Inline skating, people like to say rollerblading because roller skating is like not cool.
0: (laughs) Well, roller skates is the four wheels and rollerblading is the four wheels, but in a line. In
1: a line because it's a blade.
0: Yeah. So I can rollerblade, but I cannot roller skate. Really? Figure that one out. Yeah, I I this was like 10 years ago, but the last time I like made an attempt to like roller skate slash rollerblade, I tried skates out because I figured it'd be easier. Could not do it. Got a pair of roller blades and just went. You know, went too fast, but <laughs> I went.
1: <laughs> Don't know how to stop. I was a rollerblade kid because of Brink and because of rocket power. I was, oh, I was, yeah. I was out there rollerblading. I I got to the point where I wanted to start going to like skate parks and stuff, and that's why my mom shut it down because my mom's a very anxious woman.
0: No, no rollerblading. <laughs> Austin, would you like to relay the plot of Brink to our audience? I
1: would love to. So Brink is I, like a pretty classic um, 90s film. I forget the I forget the kid's name, uh, like all the kids involved. But it's essentially. Um, oh, there's the main character nicknamed Brink.
0: Is he? So I haven't seen Brink as recently as you have.
1: Um. So the main the main character is. Yeah, yeah. His nickname is his nickname is Brink. I don't remember his real name, but he's like Brink is like what he calls himself. Uh And him and some friends, there's like the there's like the nerdy kind of kid in the group and there's like a there's a girl in the group who's racially ambiguous. Um and there's another guy in the group and they are the soul skaters. Um and they just like skate cuz it's cool you know they're just like out there living life um and they get into a like a rivalry i guess with there's like a the rich Kid sponsored skaters um of and they they i remember their team name cuz it's the edgiest juiciest thing Brenda the the sponsored team the rival team are the X-Blades <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love how predictable 90s naming conventions are. You can just, like... You don't even have to try to make something sound like it came from the 90s. It's so easy.
1: Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, they... It's like, they all go to school together, and they go... They have a race to see who's better, and one of the team... One of the members from X-Blades gets hurt. Um, And then Brink... Uh Brink himself and the leader of X Blades get suspended for <gasps> rollerblading in school. <laughs> oh no. Um the kid Brink finds out like his family's having like financial trouble. Um and like I think the dad like I think they even like they go they're in financial trouble and the dad's like on some sort of support. So, um Brink ends up joining X Blades to and he gets paid two hundred he gets paid um Oh, God. He gets paid a lot of money for the 90s. It's like 100 bucks or 150 bucks or something.
0: For, like, a child to, yeah.
1: like, rollerblade. <laughs> roller it's
0: like, <laughs> And, like, honestly, I can't blame him for, like, it's surprising how many 90s movies are just, like, so-and-so sold out and got money. And it's like, hey, I want money. I yeah. love some money.
1: <laughs> he, <laughs> so it's, that's a lot, that's so much money for the 90s. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, like, $150. That's, like, this kid making, like, Close to three hundred dollars a week to rollerblade.
0: God, I wish I made three hundred dollars.
1: Can you? Week. Can you imagine if you if you like you're like oh don't worry mom and dad I'll just go rollerblade and I'll make like I don't know like twelve hundred bucks a month or something that'll help right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the parents just being like completely like flabbergasted just like
1: how much money did you say? Right. It's-, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, and he he has like the whole. Very typical 90s, like double life thing. Like, he has like a. He has like an extra part time job that um his parents make him get at like a car wash or. No, it's a dog place. He grooms dogs.
0: Oh, I remember the shirts because they have like a dog in a tub. Yeah. I remember this vividly. <laughs> I remember the shirts.
1: <laughs> he has like the double life thing going on and he gets caught by his homies and uh they don't want to hang out with him anymore he tries to convince the homies that he's still cool and everybody hates him because he joined the x-blades and g- gave up like the true way of skating or whatever you know mm-hmm. um he he quits x-blades eventually um but there's this like there's a there's a skate contest everybody because it's the 90s and of course there's a skate contest coming up he uh he like buys his friends new skating stuff which is a weird point of the movie because he's like hey i went and made all this money and they're like you're a sellout he's like but wait i made all this money and now i can sponsor our team and they're like oh okay cool thanks for the (laughs) good His friends are like, you sold out because you wouldn't skate it for a bunch of money. And he's like, well, now I have a bunch of money and I can pay you to skate. And they're like, oh, that sounds great. Thanks for the new stuff.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks. Now we're friends again. And then they go and they skate.
1: Yeah, they skate. They race. And he uh, he went. Uh, the leader of X-Blades like, gets hurt in the race. And Brink helps him not be hurt anymore.
0: The end of the movie, it ends with like a massive uh, Xanadu dance number. Yep. (laughs) Pretty impressive that they had the budget for this in 1998 to just like recreate the ending to the 1980s rollerblading disco movie, Xanadu starring, um, oh, what's her name? The chick from Greece.
1: (laughs) I don't, I've never, so I've never seen Greece.
0: We've never seen it. I was Sandra D in Greece in high school.
1: That sounds
0: That's that's in- the main character.
1: Oh, impressive. Oh, I was like, okay.
0: Who's that? Sounds good though. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like I don't I've never seen Grease, I'm sorry.
0: Have you seen Xanadu? Do you know what Xanadu is?
1: No, I have no this is new news to me. I had no idea it was like oh a my recreation God. of something.
0: No, I was totally joking. That was a
1: <laughs> Oh <laughs>
0: that was <a> riff on- <laughs> Xanadu is a rollerblading disc or roller skating disco movie set during the death of roller bla- roller skating in the oh. 70s. You it's get... notoriously bad movie.
1: Um. <laughs> 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 I got you good. You did get me good. Any the movie? Oh yeah. So the movie ends. Brink wins the race, and the leader of X Blades gets kicked off of his team because he's a jerk. Uh, and then the sponsor for X Blades is like, "Hey, Brink, do you want to be on X Blades?" He's like, "Nah, man, I'm a Soul Skater," or something like that. In the movie, I ends. have
0: friends the end so that was the plot of brink which um is only one of over a hundred disney channel original movies that there are there are so many i wrote a list of some notable ones that i could remember off the top of my head um smart house which might be my favorite
1: Ooh, that's a good one
0: that's a really good one i love smart house that one's on disney plus uh brink halloween town which is a halloween time classic 13th year that's the mermaid one up, Up, Up oh. and Away, which is about a family of superheroes, and is better than Sky High. Zedon, Girl of the 21st Century, High School Musical, and the Cheetah Girls.
1: Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters.
0: Yeah, that was a really big one because it had raven Simone in it. The highest grossing, like the, I guess not highest grossing, the highest watched <laughs> um, <laughs> over a period of time DCOM is, uh, can you guess, Austin, which one it is?
1: I, my gut says High School Musical because it's such a. That thing. is correct.
0: It is High School Musical. Um, over like the course of its lifetime, it has be, it has shown to be the most popular. Um, other popular decoms are High School Musical two, Wizard of Wa- Wizard- <laughs> Wizards of Waverly <laughs> Place, the movie, Camp Rock, Descendants two, Princess Protection Program, T- Teen Beach Movie, Jump In, Camp Rock two. Cadet Kelly. That one was a big deal because that had Christy Carlson Romano and Hillary 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 I can't say that Her Hillary name? Duff.
1: Hillary Hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> H- Hello, Larry Duff. I listen, I love that the Lizzie McGuire show may not happen because Hillary because Hillary Duff because the creators are like, yeah, but she's an adult now. And Disney's like, whoa, 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 but she can't have, like, adult themes. And the creators are like, I don't know, maybe Lucy McGuire fucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be like uh, Girl Meets World, the sequel series to Boy Meets World, where it was just, like, it was just Boy Meets World, but with Corey's daughter.
1: I don't, I, it's like, it's in production, like, Frozen now, because the Disney and the the folks at the show and i think hillary duff is on the folks at the show side like are disagreeing about the creative bend of the show
0: yeah it's it's like controversy over what kind of content can go into it like more adult content but specifically lgbt uh content um, mm-hmm. because there was controversy because uh what was that that one love simon is that the one is that the movie
1: yeah love simon is that the name of yep
0: that movie um It was reported that that would be on disney plus that movie would be on hulu yeah even though it falls under disney's massive umbrella um that movie is not allowed on disney plus but splash the incredibly awkward uh mermaid movie in which they had to cgi hair over her butt and um (laughs) cgi out boobs that is on disney plus so I figured that one
1: out. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) I didn't know that.
0: Oh, it's wild. They like did just an awful. That movie's not great to begin with. But they did just like an awful. um, It looks like a clone. Like they cloned her hair down her back more. It kind of looks like she has a furry ass. (laughs) And then they like reframed some scenes to hide the boobs. It's just like, what's even the point? Put it on Hulu if you're going to say that you're. Your channel can only have, like, family-friendly stuff. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean is rated PG-13. Why does that get to be here? You know, all the Marvel movies. Right. Those are all PG-13, but those make you monies.
1: It's interesting what they pick and choose to put on. Because, like, to some Ben, people would say, like, Disney Plus is meant to just be, like, you have Disney Channel now. It's not live, but it's, like, the Disney Channel streaming is, like... What it is in my head. But yeah, but they definitely like all of the Marvel stuff. is up, All of the Star Wars movies are up there. Mandalorian.
0: Mandalorian, yeah. It's creating like, a, you know, it's becoming very clear what content they don't want on Disney+. Plus, and it, you know, unfortunately is like LGBT um, friendly content, mm-hmm. which absolutely sucks because this is the year 2020. And, um, yo, yeah, Disney, what the hell?
1: <laughs> I'm interested to see what they'll do because... There's talks of, um, or not talks, I think it's confirmed somewhere that they're making America. Um, America's a combo character in the Marvel combo canon. Um, She is uh, Latinx and she is bisexual. And I think that I can think of, at least in her most recent run, she had a girlfriend. Um, And that's like a big part of her arc, is like, having this girlfriend and being a superhero and her girlfriend breaks up with her and she tries to, like, cope with that. Um, so I'm interested to see what they do with, like, characters that are just explicitly queer that they're like, yeah, they're going to be on Disney+, Plus because Marvel makes money. Like, what they're going to do.
0: Anyway, I'm going to wrangle us back to the decoms. D- d- yeah. <laughs> um, so I found it, like, there's an interesting fact where decoms have... Um, been based on like existing disney channel series like you know so like the movie version of proud family Mm -hmm. and even stevens and kim possible and the wizards of waverly place Mm -hmm. um but a DCOM has never served as a backdoor pilot for a series so it hasn't been like oh we're gonna do um like a halloween town the series after this like they weren't created as an intention to like spin them off into more than other movies which i think is pretty cool mm-hmm. it's very easily they could have done that. they could have been like everyone loves halloween town and i keep using halloween town as an example because i think that the universe has like a lot of potential and they completely destroyed it but whatever <laughs> um
1: <laughs> i was wondering how you felt about the halloween town as a franchise
0: uh i think one and two are good i don't remember three i think three is maybe fine i need to revisit that one Um, I think four is where everything goes to shit.
1: (laughs) Like, absolutely. Am I remembering right? Is there one without the sister and just has the brother?
0: I don't know. I remember they changed the actress who plays the main character. I think that was four. I could be wrong. She could have just grown up and I didn't recognize her anymore because I'm bad at recognizing people. But I think that was the one that was in the school. And I was just like, it was like literally a precursor to the Monster High doll franchise like it was like (laughs) we're in a school there's all these kids now and it just like the action just felt very harry potter ish Mm -hmm. and like kind of like dumbed down from like where they they went from saving this whole city to saving a school yeah that's my opinion on that no i i
1: I definitely (laughs) follow i think that is interesting because yeah i know as a kid watching the dcoms like it definitely felt like i mean you're a kid so you wanted to more and you can just rewatch it for forever but it is interesting that disney being like what disney is Di- it's very complex to be a disney fan everybody we all know that um
0: yeah it's like a, just it's a minefield of navigating complex <laughs> feelings about capitalism and
1: nostalgia <laughs> like it, they easily could have just been like here's a halloween town show and we all like as kids we would have watched the hell out of it, and then we would have grown up and like, wow, that show wasn't good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, my hot tub just kicked on. So that's what that. I don't know if you heard that. It's a low hum noise, which hopefully I can remove from the final recording. But I am nine feet away from a hot tub now. Ooh.
1: Brenda. Brenda lives in luxury. Everybody. <laughs> she has a hot tub <laughs> in her office.
0: It's a twenty-five year old hot tub. It was hit by a truck at a Builder square twenty-five years ago. And it has been living in my parents' basement for that entire period. It's never been outside. It just lives in this This corner. This
1: is our inside tub.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, well, it wouldn't have lasted this long if it hadn't been indoors. But it, you know, we hooked it up last week. We flipped it over. We heated it up. And um, after we're done recording this podcast, I'm definitely going to get in.
1: (laughs) Wow. I I can't wait until it's... Safe, uh, because again, as of this recording, we're in the midst of a pandemic. Everybody, you you know the one. If you're listening to this later, um, when it's safe, I think I'm coming, and we're gonna do an episode in your basement, and we just sit in the hot tub.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's a little shelf. We can just like put the microphone on the shelf and be like, just in the hot tub is the bubbles. We'll
1: we'll figure out we'll figure out a way to connect it to hot tubs. Like I don't, there's gotta be some kind of we'll do hot. We'll do a hot tub time machine episode and go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, if I can't remove that home noise from the recording, I think I can. Because I've got enough like so- like solid me not talking time. Um, that's what that is. It's a hot tub and I cherish it. <laughs> what was I talking about?
1: <laughs> uh, decoms about how they didn't, they'd never backdoor made a pilot. But they I know there's a yeah. bunch of decoms that are like from shows. You talked about that.
0: I remember, this is pre-DVR times. There are very few DCOMs that were like released on DVD or VHS. You could go rent some of them. So I think like Brink and Smart House were available to go rent Mm -hmm. at like Hollywood Video. But you could not buy them. So you had to go rent them. Or you had to catch them when they were on the Disney Channel. And after they premiered, it was a while before Disney Channel would show it again. And when they did show it again, it was like a big event also. So DCOMs were just like... An incredibly big event that we can't really replicate with like current like the way cable is currently with like DVR and Disney Plus, right. it's like that feeling is unreplicable. Repl- replicatable. We can't replicate it.
1: Yeah, I definitely miss that feeling. Like when it was like in my head, it's Fridays or Saturdays, probably because it was like they wanted viewership, you know. And the bumper yeah. started, they had the let's watch it, let's watch a Disney Channel, D- movie. Disney Channel movie. Who wants to watch yeah. a Disney Channel Disney movie? Disney Channel movie. And like all the kids are jumping around and stuff and it was <laughs> like it It was a magical experience in that like it felt like you were at a movie theater, but you were just in your house, um I always wanted the thing I missed out on like I didn't grow up in a neighborhood where like my friends were in my neighborhood because I went out of my mm-hmm. neighborhood to go to school. Um, so I always wanted like to have the homies over, you know, and like because it, it felt like that kind of thing, like you're at the movies, but you're just at home. So you can like go get more juice or another slice of pizza and your parents aren't going to be like, well, I'm not paying for more pizza because it's just there.
0: It, yeah, it's just in your house already. I remember, like, how hard it was to stress to my parents, like, I need to watch this right now. Because, like, this is back when there is one satellite. We had, like, a big, giant satellite dish. And mm-hmm. it was, like, one person could watch one thing. Even though we had multiple TVs, I had to be, like, I need to watch this. And if I don't watch it now,
1: I don't get to watch it. Ever. <laughs> well, because that was, that's before even, like, like, right at the start of this, like, when uh in the, like, late 90s, early aughts, like, this is, this isn't, like. Like Brenda's saying, this isn't digital cable. Like, even, like, the TV guide and stuff, like, isn't a reliable thing. Because I remember when digital cable started, it was awesome because you could, like, search, like, Brink. And it'd be like, oh, yeah, Brink's coming on May 12th at 2 p.m. And you're like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, like, the um, TV guide was, like, pre-printed. It was a printed book. And it wasn't always accurate because if they decided to, like, change stuff last second, you were screwed or if like the schedule got pushed around because of like a news broadcast or mm-hmm. something you couldn't you just had no idea and i think maybe at this point the tv guide channel was around maybe and you could sit there and watch yeah, this tv guide channel i was that kid everything i
1: was that kid who's like staring at tv guide channel my mom would be like Austin, awesome. and be like huh and i'd look back like i miss disney channel now i have to sit here again for another 20 <laughs> minutes while it scrolls it just took
0: four ever and it's like how did we i both miss it and i don't miss it because it was you know it wasn't all (laughs) sunshine and roses it's like nostalgia for missing things or nostalgia for the fact that things were harder
1: what was your was your you said your favorite was smart house
0: okay so it's complicated i really like smart house i'd say that's my favorite of the classics but i'm also a really big fan of halloween town and um xenon girl of the 21st century was like a big jam for mm. me. Just absolutely. One I really liked that, uh, one, Disney didn't air it too much because it was uh, very scary, was a Don't Look Under the Bed.
1: I don't Have remember that one. you that one?
0: Okay, so Don't Look Under the Bed was about this, one second, Angel's on my keyboard. Mm. Angel's my cat, everyone. I'm sorry he was here. <laughs> <laughs> um... It was about this girl who had, who's, her brother is, like, sick. He's got, like, leukemia and he needs a bone marrow transport, transplant from her. And she's, like, very scared about that. And she, then she starts seeing her old imaginary friend. Oh, no, it's her brother's imaginary friend. It's been a while, sorry. Her brother's imaginary friend comes to her and is just like, hey, he really needs you. um We got to go, like, fight this thing, blah, blah, blah. And then they're, like, they end up going into the, like, the spooky uh imaginary friend world and it is like under his bed literally and it's like big things that have like fallen through like a hole like an interdimensional hole under his bed and it's so it's like big like tiny trucks and there's dust everywhere and it's like so scary. Mm-hmm. And then she has to like fight the monster that's been like um oh framing her for like things so, like breaking stuff. She has to fight this monster and it turns out it's her old imaginary friend she forgot about turned into a monster <laughs> angel <laughs> Angel <laughs> fell.
1: <laughs> that is... That sounds... That sounds like they were trying something. Because I don't... I can't think of any other Disney Channel original movie that was that real. Like, they. I mean, there's a... There's, like, Color of Friendship, right? Like, that one's pretty real.
0: Oh, yeah. That was very real. That one... I forgot about that one. That was, like, incredibly real.
1: Yeah. That one's about... I was gonna say like quickly like that one's about uh, like apartheid in South Africa and it's, uh, it's the seventies
0: I think. I thought it was modern, but maybe it's the seventies.
1: Maybe it felt modern. I I feel like it's the seventies, um, because it's still South Africa and like they're like in the heat of uh their uh, like I said apartheid and stuff, but because mm-hmm. it came out in the two thousands anyway.
0: Yeah, I remember that that one, like, it was very real, but I, I remember that one being, like, written pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time.
1: It was it was good. It was it was one I got excited for, because it was another, like, special one. Like, they would play it during Black History Month, because it was, like, their one Black History one for DCOM.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, we've got this one, which is actually about Black History. And then we have Up, Up, and Away, which is about a superhero <laughs> family, <laughs> yeah.
1: which is another one I really like. They were like, "Here is color, friendship, and jump in." <laughs>
0: <laughs> this one's about double Dutch. It's got Corbin Blue.
1: Um, was Zian? What is what? Was... Oh, go yeah, ahead. Zenon.
0: do you remember Zian?
1: I remember. Oh, Zen- I was going
0: to ask what. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll get better. at I was going to ask.
0: It's hard because, like, there's a slight delay because we're like across time and space, but and i can't see your face and i'm very bad at like not being able to see people's faces. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite?
1: So that's a tough one, right? I was thinking cuz i asked you and i was like, "Oh, she's going to ask me now." Uh I really like Brink. I really like Color Friendship. Um mm-hmm. I think one that's like special to me is the Jet Jackson movie. Um Oh yeah. Which so Jet Jackson was a show on Disney Channel. It's one of the ones like it was a show and i got a DCOM. Um and it was this kid who Very, very Hannah Montana style, before Hannah Montana. He was a kid during the day, and he was, like, a... He, like, played a spy on TV, and in the movie... But he
0: also was a spy, wasn't he? He was really a spy. He
1: was really... He was, like, a kid, and he played a spy, and he was also really a spy. And then, like, the movie... Oh, I don't remember the plot of the movie very well, but I remember, like, watching it, like, with my grandma when we went to go we went to Disney World um in the seventh grade it was like me my grandma and a few other various family members my mom couldn't come because I have I have four siblings and in seventh grade uh they were all in first grade so that was she's like that sounds like hell <laughs> so she didn't come with them, and so I remember being there, and my grandma got like overheated or something, and so we went back mm-hmm. to the but we went back to the hotel room, and the jet like the Jet Jackson movie had like come out, but oh no, I think it was the premiere. I think now that I'm saying this out loud, I think my grandma faked it so I could watch the premiere for the Jet Jackson movie because she knew I liked the show. Aww. Wow. Listen. Anyway, um, <laughs> in the movie. I think it's like the movie's the end of the series and I think he's like Mm -hmm. gonna quit the show he's on or or something but so so in the so in the show you're saying he's a kid and he plays a spy but in the movie he becomes a real spy like he's sucked into the tv (sighs) world and that's why some people think he was a spy because the movie was later
0: that's probably, I've probably seen the movie the most.
1: Yeah. They watched the
0: show a little bit.
1: They played the movie for a bit after the show ended. Um, I think they played it for a bit, like the summer it was out probably. But so in the movie, he like becomes a real spy. Like he's going to quit the show and he becomes like, I don't remember what his spy name was, but, and so it was really cool. Cause like this whole time you're like imagining the spy world. And then he gets, he gets, it's like so many layers. Cause he's a real person playing a kid who plays a spy and then becomes a real spy and yeah it's mostly for me like so
0: an onion of a show
1: (laughs) (laughs) getting the watch it with my grandma but i remember when hannah montana was coming out i was like oh it's the white jet jackson was literally what i said to somebody (laughs) because they had already done that and, and everyone thought it was such a novel idea i'm like this already happened and like in like 2000 to 2001 they already did this with a black kid that was
0: a golden time for because so weird was coming out around that time too and that was like really good Mm. zoog disney do you remember zoog disney
1: i don't remember that
0: oh i might have to do that in the future because i remember vividly out of all of like besides like jet jackson what would you say like your favorite
1: uh i really like twitches as well which we didn't talk about that one
0: is good yeah
1: uh twitches stars uh tia and tamara johnson is their last name
0: i think now or then because back then it was
1: maori oh maori you're right uh i think (laughs) johnson might be their name from the show they were on a show (laughs) they
0: oh they were on sister sister that's what you're thinking (laughs) yeah
1: they were on sister sister um
0: Where they played sisters.
1: They were uh, twin sisters. But they're also actually sisters. They were twin (laughs) sisters sisters. separated at birth. And that was kind of their, like, cast role. Because Twitches, they are twin sisters who are separated at birth.
0: (laughs) They're twin witches. Twitches, if you will. Get it? That one was really fun. It was fun. Because I'm a sucker for, like, cheesy Halloween movies. I don't know if you've noticed this. I'm going to mention Halloween (laughs) I love cheesy Halloween movies and Twitches. I think I own that on DVD. Oh, nice! Like, that one was really fun. Um, really uh, liked that one.
1: Those, those, that was a good one. What's I'm trying to think of one that isn't. We we really like the Halloween movies, huh?
0: Yeah, Halloween is a just pretty great and fun.
1: Is there a decom Christmas movie that I'm forgetting? Because I can't think of one. I'm, they have the Halloween ones. They even have a one for uh, Hanukkah, kind of.
0: Oh, the basketball. The one.
1: basketball one.
0: Oh, they have one for. <laughs> Do you remember Luck of the Irish? They have
1: a St. Patrick's Day one. They have Luck of the Was Disney just like, hey, hey, Christmas is saturated.
0: They did have Christmas ones, but I think Christmas as a market was already like so saturated that like they just didn't really stand out. Because like there weren't really like Hocus Pocus is a Halloween movie, but like what other movie like kids movie is like a Halloween thing besides like Hocus Pocus?
1: Yeah. There was like the nightmare before Christmas for like the hot topic kids
0: yeah like but even that's a christmas movie i mean
1: oh fun. boy is watch it,
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it steadily from october to the end of december that's your nightmare for christmas and you gotta respect that giant window of mark- market
1: mark- <laughs> that's <in the> <laughs> when it's it's just ripe.
0: <laughs> the movie disney didn't want to release because that was released originally as a touchstone movie and not as a disney movie oh really Yeah, because, like, they did not, they thought it was too scary. They were like, people were going to hate this. Surprise, everyone loved it.
1: (laughs) They were like, yeah, that's us. That was us. That was us. It was us.
0: Yeah, it's like, we were all just, like, really weird kids and, like, spooky things.
1: It was just different. It was just, like, it hadn't been done, and now, like, and now you, like, see movies like that, and you're like, ah, the Night Before Christmas effect. Got it.
0: Yeah, it's, like, pretty much the people who still do stop motion worked on the Night Before Christmas in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we got like Corpse Bride and Coraline, which kind of fill that niche now.
1: What are other decoms?
0: Other are... decoms? Oh, I want to talk about uh, Phineas and Ferb, the movie. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie. I own a physical copy of the CD to that movie. Nice. <laughs> I love it. It's just like, it's what a good TV movie for a cartoon should be. And that's like a very kind of niche genre. But it's like a super common one because there's like the Proud Family movie. There's Kim Pop. There's two Kim Possible movies. Mm-hmm. There's you know over on Nickelodeon. There's like all the Danny Phantom movies. There's the My Life is Teenage Robot movie. Um, over in Cartoon Network, there's Steven Universe the movie. You know, it's a pretty common genre. Um, but uh, Phineas and Ferb the movie just gets that whole genre like really really good because it's super epic. It's got like higher stakes than the show, but it still has like. A lot of like the fun from the show so i just think it's like just just a good good movie i watch it when i um drink wine and clean my house <laughs> <laughs> so it's my house cleaning wine
1: movie <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a fun time i really like the movie and you meant you mentioned Compos- i do love the Possible movies a lot um
0: yeah so the drama um and uh sitch in time yeah that's the other one those are both really good um, how do you feel about the Proud Family movie? You know You just got done rewatching all of the Proud Family. I, I know you really love it. I did what did you think of the movie?
1: I did just get done rewatching all the Proud Family. I will say it it isn't it I don't think it's as good as the show. Um it definitely it feels yeah. more like and I, I haven't done any research into like the creation of the movie or anything like I have for the show. Um but it definitely felt more like the show was on and it was popular enough and Disney was like, make a movie. Um,
0: yeah, it doesn't feel like because the plot of the Proud Family movies, they all get stranded on a deserted island mm-hmm. um, populated by uh, peanut mutant hybrids people. Mm-hmm. Um, which like, you know, Proud Family was a show that could get like a little wacky to kind of prove a point. But I don't know what the point is.
1: Yeah, the movie just felt like it was, like, stuff happening versus, like... Like, you said, the show could get wacky, and it could get zany, and they would... It was, like, the show was only ever real enough for, like, what they wanted to say. Like, there's scenes where Penny is, like, gonna do an outfit change, and she takes off her clothes, and it's, like, the same outfit. And they'll do jokes like that. Or jokes where Oscar gets, like, crushed by a building or something, but he's okay-ish and everybody's like oh come on oscar you're being dumb um but the movie just (laughs) felt like here's a cartoon movie um i remember even as a kid not really liking it because it didn't feel like the show
0: no i think out of like all of like the ones that have spun off from tv series that one probably feels the least genuine like the least like we had an idea and we wanted it to be an hour it was like we the show is super popular and we want to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other one that gets kind of close to that is like the even Stevens movie gets a little yeah too wacky. Like that one's in live action, of course, but like, it's still like they all get stuck on an Island again. And um, they're stuck in like a survivor, like mm-hmm. reality show, but they don't know it. And it's like, well, that's not really.
1: Yeah. It definitely, it felt like, it felt like pulling from other things that are popular like at the, like survivor is very much a thing in this time period right or mm-hmm. like that whole reality you're on an island trope was in the air and was popular and it felt like well that's popular and this is popular so if you just mush them together uh so that's unfortunate cuz proud family yeah. and even seems are both really good like shows about family and community and like understanding people and I feel like they could have had something really special with, like, a movie time slot, and that was just, like, it more of a cash grab, which is weird when, we just talked about earlier, like, they tried not, they seem to try not to cash grab for DCOMs.
0: Yeah, I don't know, like, what, what happened with those, because, like, Even Stevens was, like, one of their most popular shows. Not as popular as, um, Lizzie McGuire, who got, like, a theatrical release, mm-hmm. or, uh, Recess got a theatrical movie. Mm-hmm. I know you're working your way through Recess if you've gotten to the movie yet.
1: I've not gotten to the movie yet. I'm in the part of Recess where they want to they keep like toying with different animation and it's very jarring as a adult watching it like sequentially like oh this episode's animated different. Oh, we're back to the old one. Oh, a new new one. Oh, here's the old one again. Oh, this one's kind of in between. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, that'd be really, like, when you're a kid, you don't notice it, because they're all mixed up, and they just all come on at random times, mm-hmm. and you're just watching it as you can. Have you gotten to the episode with, uh, the, like, the short horror stories? Because that one's very vivid for me.
1: The, with, um, with, it's like, with the rumor kid?
0: Short horror story. What's that?
1: With the kid, no, I've not, I don't think I've gotten to that one. The only horror-ish okay. one I've gotten to was, uh, the kid who, he's like, like the gossip kid, I forget his name. I want to say his name is Sid, but I think I'm thinking of Hey Arnold. Um, but it's the kid, he has like a white streak in his hair, and he the story of how he got the white streak is he saw his brother in high school kiss his girlfriend. Um, and it like scares his hair white, <laughs> and then he tells all the kids oh, like, oh. we're going to grow up, and there's going to be boys kissing girls, and girls kissing boys, and it's going to be terrible.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that episode's wild. I just remember watching that and just being like, yeah, that sounds awful. And like, I'm still like, I'm adult now. And I'm like, yeah, that's awful.
1: is <laughs> <Brendan's laughs> like, yeah, he had it. He had it absolutely right.
0: <laughs> he had a big point and I've never changed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, recess.
0: Thanks. Well, yeah, I think. Do you have anything else to say about um, DCOMs? Or is there any uh, other one you want to talk about?
1: I do. I do. One, I know one weird fact about decoms, And it's that yeah. um, Brink, which we talked about earlier, is on a lot of like... <laughs> best decom ever list like it's number one on some list out there uh and on other lists it's like in the top 50 so I just want to say it's not just nostalgia apparently people people think Brink is like one of the best decoms. and I mean like you said it kind of started like the modern trend like they had under wraps and it didn't really take off and then Brink did and it shows like people are like, yeah, this kind of wrote the formula for DCOMs. And I I never knew that. I I learned that when I was watching Brink for the third time and looked up info about Brink.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It really set up like the formula of like kind of grounding it in like a real issue that kids have Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, his his parents are having financial problems and then you kind of go to um, 13th year, which is the one where the boy finds out he's a murder person. Mm -hmm. Um. And that just kind of deals with like feeling like you don't belong um, to don't look under the bed, which deals with like families with like serious illnesses. And um...
1: even like smart house, right? Like it's dealing with like, cause we were kids and technology was coming up and we all thought of like how cool it could be. And then it showed like these real fears of like, what if we don't know how to use it right? Um, That was like the first time I was introduced to that concept as a person, like, that technology could go bad somehow. And that's, like, a big trope in sci-fi, but that was, like, my first sci-fi experience with it.
0: And then, like, also, like, underneath that, like, at its core, Smart House is about a boy whose dad has a girlfriend, and he's, like, kind of dealing with, like, those feelings of, like, his mother, for lack of a better term, being replaced by this person Mm -hmm. and, like, how to deal with that.
1: Um, And isn't the mom, like, doesn't the house shine become, like, his mom, too?
0: Yeah, like, he he tries to program like he reprograms the house and he's just like we won't need to have the um the dad's girlfriend around if we have someone to be the mom here so he Mm -hmm. reprograms the house to be the mom and then he kind of realizes like well no one can really replace my mom but like maybe maybe this human person is better than this robot person
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah dcoms were they were really doing something um
0: yeah, there's a hundred of them, like over a hundred now, I think. Wow. And I can't, I feel like it doesn't, and I'm not the person to really know this for sure, but I feel like it doesn't have the same weight as it used to.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen any of the newer ones. Like, I know the big new one that I know is like Hot Fire is Descendants, like people like that. Yeah. And that's, they're movies, right? Or are they is it a show?
0: Yeah, those were those were movies. Okay. Uh, I have a friend who's, like, kind of into that, too, so I guess that's, like, you know, a pretty big thing. We're just, like, almost 30 now, and definitely not the demographic yeah. and not the person to judge the quality of modern-day DCOMs. <laughs> I gotta,
1: you gotta find, like, when we are first special guest, is like, a tween that can tell us if DCOMs are still good.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, we gotta find someone who's, like, in on it. What is the quality of the Disney channel now? <laughs> How's
1: Disney doing, kid? I don't know, I watch YouTube. How is it? Right. <laughs>
0: oh yeah you're you're watching those youtubers (laughs) well i think that's all the time that we've got for today uh thank you everyone for tuning in uh to uh secret histories of nerd mysteries yeah did i did i get it right yeah (laughs) (laughs) our music was provided by oh i had it in my head oh
1: no it wasn't us
0: i was like in the shower this morning and i was just like all right don't forget what who did the music i will put it in the show notes um freedom trail studios you can find them on youtube and then our uh logo was done by myself um my twitter is at batman and Sabin, s-o-b-b-i-n-a Austin, what is your Twitter? Uh,
1: You can find me on Twitter, uh, NightAU26. Uh, I also want to just shout out Brenda edits and produces this podcast because she's a wizard and she refuses to take credit for it while we're recording. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, We're going to hopefully have a website up soon, which will collect all of our uh, episodes in one chunk and uh, also maybe a contact form. We'll see. We'll figure it out, but I will post that when that's done. Yeah, thank you everyone for uh, listening. Hopefully, we'll be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else soon. Hopefully, Hopefully. soon. <laughs> for now, you got to listen on Anchor, but Anchor's pretty cool. So I don't know if you can hear that, but that's my cat trying to escape the basement. So
1: nope, that means it's that means the show is over. Everybody, goodbye.
0: <laughs> yep, good night.